Dearest Muji, thank you for coming. Thank you for my being here in front of you. And thank you for seeing me when I can't see myself. About the time I retired, I heard you talk about us being nobody doing nothing. This has been put into good effect, and something of importance occurred while doing introspection and that was that it was happening from the inside out rather than the other way round. Something else happened, too, during one of the St. Petersburg satsangs recently. You said, when mankind wants to experience, he becomes the body. When he wants knowledge, he becomes the mind. When he wants God, he becomes the heart. And when he wants truth, he becomes nothing and finds himself. When I heard that, it felt as though an electric current passed through me. It was divine. Everything seemed to come together right then. Sadly, that divine feeling and my desire to remain engulfed in the sea of the self was all too quickly diluted by conditioned mind and habitual responses. Focus on remaining empty was also compromised and the space was once more filled with, with thought. I am so tired of this loss of focus, having the thirst and losing it, being at the threshold. And this where I need you, this is where I need your help, Muji. Please, will you accept my total surrender at your feet to merge once more into the oneness of love, the beauty, the grace, and the glory of God? Then he writes at the top, I wanted to give this to you at the program. However, it changed. Never mind. I don't know what it means, it changed. I don't know what he is referring to, like that. But what I can say that pick up from letter like that, you know? Uh, everything seemed to come together right then. Sadly, that divine feeling and my desire to remain engulfed in the sea of self was all but too quickly diluted by conditioned mind and habitual responses. Is it, though? That's my feeling. Is it diluted? Is it, is it touched at all, that which is? I mean, what exactly happened? And I feel like to not put some attention on looking at that to understand what happens. Is it that the pure self gets diluted? Can the self be diluted? Is it? And it's very important for people to understand. You know, does the self get diluted? It cannot be diluted. It cannot be diluted. What happens is that the the thought energy they come again up, and like a kind of reflex, 
the attention goes back to that because that has been the habitual relationship. It comes back and then you smell not the fragrance of the self, but the odour of the non-self. And it feels familiar. And right there, something goes, oh no, not again, which is also a familiar reaction. And purchasing that reaction closed the deal. It's like you, 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 you almost you put your own handcuffs on. How we can do it? I think you can put it on one hand, but how can you put it on two hands? You see? There's some subtle thing up in there, you know? Because I look again through my own experience and try and equate this type of sensation to anything that happened here. And surely I remember also that some waves come, some little nonsense, but all of them was less than this. All of them was less than this. You know, you could still I could still see the egoic tendencies. They were surprising. It's not that I want to do something. They just crept up, and the next thing you know, a behavior which perhaps you intend to be something good it turns out to be a little bit of arrogance. But you see it, and it bites you so deeply that you know you learn such a lessons, and these lessons they bite in very deep. They bite to the bone in terms that you feel the pain of them of you know being hurtful or judgmental towards someone or you know sort of acting as though you know it is you who did something good it is you who are imparting grace rather than it comes only from the divine and in that moment the sting because something in life bites you and is so it's so painful that it just ensures you don't do that one again you have to make a new mistake, not the old mistake. And I call this grace. It doesn't feel nice. So what makes you feel then that oh and then the, the old tendencies you write like this, you see? He says. But too quickly these all this is uh, diluted by conditioned mind and habitual responses. How can it be diluted? It's just that the habitual responses come, but you are in a position to be aware of them. You know, as yet you are not combined with them. It's just that you know, they used to come and drink at your house. They used to come and smoke and smoke in your smoke in your house, and now they show up again. But you don't want them. So, the fact that they show up at your house does you mean? Oh my God, here they come again! No, no, no. And then you open the door. You see, so I don't feel that anything has happened, really, until something in you says, "Okay, since you're here, come in." Nothing can push its way into you that much, until at some level you may not see that you are complying with something. Sometimes somebody come knock on your door, you let them in, but you're still cursing them for coming. No, but it's you let them in. You see, it's like because they show up, your prayers may they never show up again. I said no, they will show up, you know. But may I have the strength to not let them in? May I be so resolved to not let them in? So the very fact that the thoughts show up does not mean that you have failed. This is this is the point here now, you see. Um so I'm gonna just bring it back from here. That he heard in St. Petersburg, so I'm coming back to this point, to the second paragraph. Something else happened uh, too during <coughs> one of the St. Petersburg satsangs recently. You said 
When mankind wants to experience, he becomes the body. When he wants knowledge, he becomes the mind. When he wants God, he becomes the heart. And when he wants truth, he becomes nothing and finds himself. So he says, when I heard that, it felt as though an electric current passed through me. What is this electric current? It is just the, the power of grace is just throwing things out. No? Trust that grace. Trust that grace. You cannot buy it over the counter. It released something in you. Everything that prepared you, prepared your heart for the coming of that understanding. And it happened through something out. Okay, Trust that thing. Um, it was divine, he's saying. Everything seemed to come together right then. Everything is right right then. Okay. Sadly, boom, change of tone. That divine feeling and my desire to remain engulfed in the sea of the self was all but too quickly diluted by conditioned mind and habitual responses. Sadly, that divine feeling it was more than a divine feeling. Who received the divine feeling? In that moment, when that power of grace is felt, the old one is not there anymore. It's already thrown out. And that's what that's why everything felt right. Everything is right. The old identity was just it could not stay. It was blasted out. And you're here. And that's why you feel so well. You're very well without you. You are very well without you. Okay? I wanted to stay, you see, that divine feeling and my desire to remain engulfed in the sea of the self. Why should it come and go? It is here. Now it's your turn, you see. You know that you have won the jackpot. Why would you win the jackpot and next minute the people come and say, sorry, it's not belongs to you. You know, we made a mistake. We we are we're taking it back. Why would it be like this? My desire to remain engulfed in the sea of the self. Always too quickly diluted by condition by now it cannot. You fall in love. And your partner's family says, No, we don't really want you to marry this girl or this boy. I don't really want you to be. But it cannot challenge your heart. You're already in love. So you say, Listen, Mom, Dad, I'm, I'm sorry you feel this way because there's nothing I can do. It's already happened. It's already happened. I cannot do this. Please. You see? It's already happened that grace has entered your heart. How can you know this get diluted by conditioned mind habitual responses? They are the old regime. The old regime has come. But now is a new season. It's over. It's over, you see? Why would you say that these things are enough to take away from you the most precious, the most beautiful, the most the most priceless discovery you've made? Why don't you fight for that? Why would you say, yeah, it's come again, my mind is... And even if the mind came again, is the mind ever permanent? It's just a wave. It comes, a wave come, and, uh, and then after you looking, you say, wait a minute. But what was that? It has to go, because it's not permanent. That's the, 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 that is a field of impermanence. 
why would you not so say oh listen listen look at look at the mind now but how can you take this how can this be gone the mind is come and is trying everything to 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 sabotage your freedom to 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 remind you that you're not worthy in all of these type of things but listen you're sitting on the lap of god why would you care so much why do you care so much then he say um and once again you see compromise and the space was once once more filled with thought for how long filled with thought thought come and go at least you notice the thought to come and they go why you say it's filled with thought and then you put full stop and ch- and start another start another paragraph then by seeing this you see cuz i'm reading your body language and your mind language just from the way you write even you made a full stop here you actually stop the paragraph i'm showing you this to you you stop the paragraph on a negative and then you start another paragraph something else how can you do this so you are yourself doing it you follow is is reporting on both but somehow his attention tends to go to the negative it's like you're finishing a statement which is so important on a negative you see see folk um focus on remaining on remaining empty was also compromised and the space was once more filled with thought full stop next paragraph i am so tired of this loss of focus you see this loss loss of focus only momentary but when you write like this it's almost like it's continuous now i'm just in the life of loss of focus you see it's so untrue your thoughts are with the thought that was troubling you in the previous thing it's gone it has served its natural life it's naturally expired but you are perpetuating it through memory you have just turned something is dead into a zombie it doesn't exist but you're carrying the message of that inside your mind you see i'm so tired of this loss of focus even perhaps as he's writing he's writing from memory even writing this letter you're writing from memory this is a well constructed letter you can see he even chose a typeset a certain kind of font you see it's a finish it's almost like you're making this into something to be framed on a wall is that this is i'm showing the 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 tendencies and the characteristics the subtle things which i see them you see and you are making it into like like a kind of like a, a like a document all this is not doesn't exist but your mind has sort of framed it into into it's almost making it solid you see i am so tired of this loss of focus having the thirst and losing it being at the threshold having the thirst and losing losing it that what is coming and go go come but against the background of what is unchanging is from the unchanging that you're looking but you're not reporting from the unchanging you're looking from the unchanging but you don't see it you you're not you're reporting from the changeful you see and this is where i need your help muji please will you accept my total surrender at your feet but will you keep your surrender 
Also, your surrender will be time-bound like the rest of the other things. Why not let them just all be seen as the time, the play of time? You would not be able to see the play of time, the transience of time, if you were not already in a position of the timeless. It's just that these things have to be pointed out, and you have to, in turn, acknowledge, look inside and confirm, you know what? I was not even looking at it that way. Something in my my mind and my mouth is running too fast, and I'm not catching up with the speed of my words. Because I'm already here, but my mouth is talking like I'm on down the road going on the way somewhere else. I'm just here. Pay attention to that. Hmm? Will you accept my total surrender at your feet to merge once more? To, to merge once more into the oneness of love, but for how long? To merge into the beauty, the grace, and the glory of God. But for how long, you see? The one who is doing these things is illusory. The experience that blew all these things was to show you your permanence. But something wanted to show you your impermanence. And to be impermanent, you have to go back to the mind, you have to go to the person. And it's the person now that wants the permanence. These are subtle things, you see. If you just keep quiet and be surrendered and stop even fighting for yourself, but just acknowledge, if you understand a little thing, that's what I said, if you understand even a little thing really well, then you don't have to understand a lot of things. Understand a little thing. The most important thing is just to focus attention on what the I is, because something is carrying the I notion, the I feeling, and to keep looking. And just by being clear, you know, like when I speak like this, I'm definitely speaking as my person. Just bring this awareness alive again. That I'm here. I'm speaking as a person. You see, and that one, I'm just speaking like I'm my body. But when I'm I'm observing that, it's not that I'm speaking as anything. I just I'm already in the position of outside of that limitation. I'm speaking with greater intelligence, with just greater wisdom. And I'm much lighter, and this is a natural, a natural insight. You see, it doesn't take five, ten minutes to prove it. Immediately, immediately, if you bring a flower, a lavender flower to your nose, it immediately you will smell lavender. Don't have to be waiting. I have to wait until tomorrow to see, you know, to do some kind of test, some litmus test to see if it reads that. No, it's immediate. Something is immediate in it. Because the self does not rely upon history. The pure self does not rely upon memory. It doesn't rely upon memory to be recognized. It is immediately recognized. Why? Because it is yourself. It's like it's some other self. It is yourself. It's just like it's like having a picture of your face drawn onto a mask and pretending that you are the mask. You're not the mask. And taking off all these masks, ultimately no nothing is there. You're faceless. This is this is our, our response to a letter like that. It's beautiful, but I cannot leave a letter to be a letter like that. Because it is it is it is full of sores and sorrow. You know, it needs a response, but then the response itself needs to be embraced, to be assimilated and looked through. This is why I say if you simply listen to what are my response to the letter and contemplate the response, you will see that it just washes out all these things. Because they are not real. 
you're suffering from something that's not real. You're suffering from something that's not real. So what medicine are you going to be given? Just pure understanding, pointing something out. You see, but if you insist, you know, but it's not good enough. I want to have that experience again. This is insisting, insisting to remain ignorant because you've not erred, or you feel that you want a certain kind of answer. You think your mind should have. You want to find the truth, but on your own terms. So it's not surrender. And nobody has to teach you how to surrender. The first time you fall in love, nobody has to teach you how to fall in love. It's not a how-to. It just has to just be the will. There has to be the openness, you know. And the rest is totally automatic. All the beautiful things in life are totally effortless. They're automatic. They're there, because they are in affinity or synchronicity with your own self. The rest is a construct. Even your personal self is a construct, and it has to be kept up. And even then, you cannot keep it up. Because it has to keep changing, because it's not stable, it's not real. You see. So, sometimes the people are right like this, but somebody else will benefit from it. Maybe the same one who writes doesn't benefit from it. Somebody else comes, you see, and take your lottery number away from you. God never forsakes the one who has surrendered. Mm. And I think you've said it too. Like, how can he say something like this? How how does he know? How, I mean, God never, because actually, but it it cannot. God, how can God uh, forsake someone who surrendered? You surrender to a lot of things in your life. Have faith in a lot of things in your life, perishable things. You see. So if you have surrendered or discovered the imperishable, how can it reject you? I mean, it is it that gives you the aspiration to choose it. It's not that you know you don't you don't even get a chance to have that kind of pride. Look, you know, I, it was I who turned to you. No, no, I cause you to turn to me. You know, I don't even think that that is the voice of God. In its truest, because God cannot acknowledge you. He cannot acknowledge you as being separate from God. It's just God in His aspect as duality. Will play like this. Yes, you are my child. You came from me. How can I re- reject you? Until you are sufficiently mature to see that. Where is the difference without arrogance? You know. How can I exist independent of you? Where does my life come from for me to call it mine? You see, where do I come from to call anything me even? Because you say I am, you are God. Why do I say I am also? Who taught me to say I am? Hmm? The father says I am. The son and the daughter is gonna say, "I am as well." So where is the difference? You see, there must be something there. The difference is, is the difference is the superficial, the physicality, the construction, the appearance, like that. And even the appearance is, is not different from from it. 
if you know that it is all appearances. But we have to immerse our minds a bit more into this kind of this field of maturing to 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 then begin to feel your consciousness is so broadened that it doesn't need to compartmentalize anymore. It just because the knowledge of God is so vast, you know, the very fact you start to try and learn something is that you're so far away. If you want to get to all of it, then forget about you. If you're going to be somebody who's going to learn it, you can never reach the end of it. But if you die to you, you see, and this is the, this is the, perhaps the, the challenge, the resistance. We become so attached to our notion and the pride of autonomy and so on, that something feels threatened to lose your autonomy. So you want to be separate and be the whole. It's, it's a kind of contradiction. I can't talk about these things too too much because uh, we get entangled in the veins. I say let's stay in the main artery because then somehow it's not so. The mind is very often not subtle enough to grasp things inside the heart. You have to keep it very simple. Very simple is to be given. If it's complex, it just stays in the head. It just stays in the helmet basically. We don't know how to, 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 to bring complex things into the heart. It's the mind that functions like this, and that's why it denies uh, the simplicity. And, uh, even the Self is not simple. It's neither simple nor complicated. It's just the pointing can be simple or complicated. But the Self is, is, cannot be defined by being simple. It wouldn't be a correct uh, adjective to say the Self is simple. It's neither simple nor complex.